We got new boots and I'm so thrilled. They're Tacova's boots. And you know why I'm so excited about getting Tacova's boots and why I was so happy to get mine why? in the mail? Because why? the girlies from Potomac went to the Tacova store in the most recent season of Real Houses of Potomac. And I was like, if Robin and Karen have Tacovas, I want Tacovas. Well, I have a good reason too, because I've been doing a bunch of line dancing and I didn't have any cowboy boots. And so I got my Tacovas. Oh. And let me tell you, the difference it makes to be dancing in cowboy boots. Huge. On the line dancing floor. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. So you can really smack the floor and swing around. You need cowboy boots. Yeah, I didn't get cowboy boots. I got Chelsea boots, but they're great. They're brown. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see them. They're just, I like taking them on and off. They're so lovely. They're kind of a beautiful leather. They're beautiful leather. Well, they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. They've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. It's true because cowboy boots can be a little bit hard to mm -hmm. break in. Yep. You know? Yep. Mine, I was swinging around, no pain. <laughs> no pain. And Tacovas is Western to their core. They offer a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples like trucker jackets, the perfect jeans, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. They believe in Western for all. And you can feel that when you go into their stores. When you walk in, you'll be greeted like family. I saw them do it to the girlies from the Real House of the Potomac. It seemed like they were being greeted like family. You'll be offered a boot shine and a drink. Yes, even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. But if you can't make it into a store, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacova's.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. Bobby, did you know that women shave 10 times the surface area of men? I didn't know that, but that makes sense to me. It makes sense. You know, when you say it, it makes sense. You're like, when you say it, sense. I'm like, that makes sense. That makes <laughs> sense. Didn't know it. <laughs> it makes, makes sense. sense. You wouldn't really think about that normally, but when I say it, it makes sense to you. Mm hmm. And it's summer, so, you know, the patriarchy wants you to shave your legs and armpits. And also, a lot of women just like doing that for themselves, too. So, no judgment. Mm -hmm. Is that a good way to introduce this? That's fine. Yeah, I think so. That's why you got to get yourself Billy, the premium razor delivery that delivers direct to you for half the price of what you'd find in the store. Just go to mybilly.com to get your starter kit, including two razor cartridges, a handle, and a magnetic holder for the shower. I love a holder. Gotta have a holder. For only $9, you can get four refill blades every one, two, or three months based on how often you shave. Me, never. So like three months. <laughs> Each razor cartridge includes five American-made blades encased in aloe shave soap for the smoothest shave that's gentle on sensitive skin. They also have more space in between each blade to allow shave cream, soap, and hair to pass on by. They're an Allure Best of Beauty winner and a Nylon Beauty hit list because Billy is the brand that finally got women's razors right. Get free shipping always. Skip a adjust or cancel your subscription anytime. So go to mybilly.com slash who, a small way to support us while you're getting your best razor you could ever own for half the price of razors in the store. Plus free shipping always go to mybilly.com slash who, that's M-Y-B-I-L-L-I-E.com slash who. You will drain it. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And it's the first Monday in May. Oh, wait. No, actually, I don't want to do that yet. Here, I want to click on my favorite story from yesterday, which I, I sent you last night because I was like, like laughing so hard when I saw this because it was a Us Weekly headline that said, how Lori Loughlin was written out of When Calls the Heart after college admission scandal. I was, and I was like, oh, how they were gonna I was like, I hope they killed her. God, I hope they killed her. I hope they like just some terrible no, death. They're like you know? too like, nice. How funny. They're too nice. They're too nice to kill it's her. It's still sort of shady. So let me just read this. Hope Valley, which I guess we're, we know what Hope Valley was if we watched When Calls the Heart. That's Hope the Valley town. has officially moved on. No, I know what I'm saying. It would mean more to me. Sure, Hope sure. Valley has officially moved on. Season six of When Calls the Heart returned to Hallmark Sunday, May 5th, with its first episode since Lori Loughlin was fired from the network. During the episode, Elizabeth, Aaron Cracknow, revealed sure. that the town mayor had left the town and headed out east to help her ill mother. That's incredible. It. No, incredible. Just to help out mom. There's something sort of poetic about the fact that they made it so that she was helping out her mother. 
Oh, know? she's she's helping out her sick mother. I just love the way that that would come up. Like, I, I'm not going to watch the show, but I'm curious how that was even like addressed. You know, like Where's the show the starts and immediately someone's like, mayor. And they're like, no, <laughs> she's left town. Her mom's sick. And then she winks and then they move on. I know. What if they had actually just written it into the show? It's like, oh, she's going to jail because she paid to get her daughter into college. <laughs> it's crazy. I know. But that's what happens on One Calls the Heart. In our small town of Hope Valley. Maybe she like, maybe she bribed people so she get her daughter into like University of Hope Valley or something. If it's prestigious, I don't know. The University of Hope Valley. No, maybe. She, she'd send her kids off somewhere else. She doesn't want her kids going to school in Hope Valley. She's That's like, true. you're going to get out of Hope Valley. Is I don't care like how much I have to bribe them. Is it like an mining town? I refuse to know what this show's about. Isn't it like... I think so. <laughs> Isn't it in Canada? Isn't it also like a valley in Canada? Yeah, they don't have higher education in Hope Valley. Pardon is like... The West didn't exist outside of the the United States. I was like, I don't know what the West looks like in in Canada. Western Canada, what? I just truly, truly, truly know no information about When Calls the Heart aside from Lori Loughlin was the mayor. She was the mayor, and she just left town to go help her out her ill ma- her ill mother. Elizabeth Thatcher is a young teacher accustomed to high society, so she experiences no. culture shock when she gets her first classroom assignment in Coal Valley. Life in the small mining town is... Wait, I thought it was Hope Valley. Did they change the name year? halfway through this show? In what year? Did maybe they change they got the rid name halfway through this they show? They got rid of coal, maybe. Maybe and they, they were like, let's call it Hope. Ugh, I hate this. What year is it? Let's see what year it is. What year does this take place? 1910. I knew they were old-timey towns. The Canadian Frontier. The Canadian I don't even know what that is. Frontier? What is the Canadian Frontier? We never know how life will turn. It's been a week since Abigail got word that her mother had taken ill back east. True to her nature, Abigail wasted no time in rushing off to care for her. Abigail is much more than a friend. She's family. In her absence, we must soldier on, and we will. We are a community. We are strong. We are Hope Valley. I can't keep doing this. I can't keep doing this. One more Us Weekly headline that I want to read. It was... um. It was this. Priscilla Presley, colon. It's very sweet, Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner wed on my anniversary with Elvis Presley. <laughs> at first I was like, what? Where did she come from? And then I realized they got married at, in Las Vegas at like an Elvis chapel, you know? 52 um, years prior, though. they took. So I they, guess that was Priscilla and Elvis Presley's anniversary. And so when she was at some event, somebody uh, asked Societies her. to the rescue event. Someone was like, what do you think? And she was like, it was very sweet. Really, really very sweet. And then they asked, are you honored that they chose your anniversary with Elvis? And she said, yes, absolutely. I don't okay. know if that is Thanks. how that worked, but sure. I think they were there for an award show and it just happened to coincide. This is just like pure Us Weekly nonsense where like somebody like just rudely said something that Priscilla Presley Priscilla. like doesn't know anything about. And she was just Priscilla. like... I'm honored. Absolutely, yes. It is great. Like, she didn't bring it up. She wasn't like, did you know that Joe Jonas got married on my anniversary? Like, it's not. Yeah, what, what you going to say? Like, it's really gross that I married Elvis Presley to begin with. <laughs> it's, like, super gross and weird that uh, I married this old guy when I was, like, basically a kid. How old was she? Like, 16? I just love that. What's she going to say? It was disgusting, and I... It was disgusting. I wish them, like... I curse them with the curse of my marriage. Okay. Okay, let's actually start the show. Today is the first Monday in May, which means it's um, Met Gala Day. I did not know that was the, the convention until the documentary came out. Every which, by the way, year like, you say the same thing, by the way. You said this last year. Just say it again, though. Yeah, I was like, what? How am I supposed to know what the first Monday in May is? But apparently that's the thing. So the Met Gala is tonight. Um, all the stars are going to be there, and it's going to be particularly hilarious. So you've already seen this. So we've already like witnessed the mess that is going to be the Met Gala 2019. But the theme is camp, and no one knows what to do. And per right. page, page six, so all of the good. stars are confused. All well, of the stars are confused. What was the year where the the theme was like the future, and then everybody dresses a robot? I think <laughs> that was wild, I and I think one. they were kind of like, we can't do that anymore. Do you, like mm-hmm. it was too obvious and all the dum-dums just dressed in silver and it was like mm-hmm. boring you know what i mean okay so it says notes on oh it's it's camp notes on fashion which is a play off the susan sontag yes thing notes on camp oh it, last year heavenly bodies that was good that was a good one 
That was sort of good. It was sort of good. There was a lot of good. Solange had that good. There was a lot of Halo last year. Okay, the one I'm remembering was um, fashion in the age of technology when like Taylor Swift dresses like dressed in silver. That was the Mm -hmm. one when Beyonce dressed in that like latex thing with like the dots all over it. And she looked Yeah, and then Zane Zane had that robot arm. Didn't Zane have a robot arm? Then the year before was problematic because it was China through the looking glass and everybody was problematic. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, yikes, 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 yikes. But you know what I read? Rihanna's not even going to be there this year. So it's almost kind of like, what's the point? Truly. She always had, she she was dressed as like hot Pope last year. What I love about the Met Ball is you don't know who's going to show up until it starts. Like that, mm-hmm. it's one of those types of things where the fact that we knew that Rihanna isn't coming is because somebody found out. But otherwise, they really don't like reveal a guest list. Yeah. You just kind of see like Gaga's going to be there because she's a chair and Harry Styles is going to be there. But we don't know who else. Actually, you know who else I know is going to be there? Yeah. Hallie Steinfeld, because she put it on her Instagram. Wow, oh, that's great. Good oh, and Rita. Her. Rita's going, obviously. Oh, that's Duh. good. Well, Come it's going to be fun to see everyone's interpretation of camp, specifically because no one can agree on what camp is. No. And so it's very much like a, it's the pornography thing where it's like, I know it when I see it. That's how people usually define camp, because no one can actually articulate what it means. But it's like, well, you know, it's yeah. it's success. It's artifice. It's... Um, it's, it's humor. It's, it's humor. It's irony. It's... um. It's gay. It's extremely gay. You know, like it's it's, drag queens. It's it's drag. It's it's everything. It's doing things to excess. It's being very deliberate. It's making deliberate choices. But it's um, I don't know. It's it's just gonna be fun to see how that. They should all wear knockoffs. That should be it. Like there's got to there's got to be a humor to it, and that's the problem. Is that celebrities aren't funny. You know, I hope that's the main thing. Well, camp is funny. Camp is at least. If not funny, camp has a sense of humor, like you said. And these celebrities are take themselves way too seriously. They just want to look good. And that's what the Page Six article is about. It's like, wait, I have to be camp, but I just want to look hot. Like, that's yes. what's fucking them up. Well, usually, and this is probably what a lot of happening is, like, the designers are the ones that actually give them what it is. So then give they the just, options, like, have the... Yeah. yeah, it's more, you know, they're being they're being dressed by specific designers who have looks from specific lines that they're trying to get out there into the public that, mm-hmm. like... Or, you know are from fashion week which kind of just happened too so it's like that's usually the thing but th- but you're right it's I think a lot of designers also don't even have looks that are specifically camp so it's like oh sorry Ralph Lauren is gonna like figure out how to dress a man camp like good luck with the handkerchief <laughs> or whatever you know yeah what, what are they gonna do like a funny hat and what sucks is that one of the people that we know is actually takes these things extremely seriously. Well, Rihanna's not going to be there, but the other person is Sarah Jessica Parker's not going to be there. That was announced today because Andy Cohen spilled the beans to someone and was like, I'm not going. And then, you know, my best friend Sarah Jessica Parker's not going to be there. And Sarah Jessica Parker always puts in the work and That's like is, is unafraid of... I mean, not that really celebrities have anything to fear. Not like it's no, but brave looking, of her. But she actually ridiculous. puts in the work. She doesn't mind looking weird. And a lot of celebrities, especially like Haley Steinfeld, isn't going to want to look weird. She's no. going to look cool. No. You Gaga's going to look weird. I think there's going to be a lot of emphasis on her. Gaga's going to come, you know, dressed as like a 60 foot tall Mae West. You know, you know who like, I hope goes to who does a lot of camp stuff with Jaden Smith? Like when he, remember when he carried his great. own hair? Remember yes. when he carried his single last year like he carried it in like a in like a frame his the like smiths, own music either of the smiths those are camp that's smiths. campy as that's hell that's fun and also like you can't you can't be afraid of like playing with sexuality you can't be afraid of looking right. weird you can't well, that's be why afraid harry of, styles will of, be good and you can't be afraid of not looking like yourself um, somebody should wear the macy gray dress by my album on itunes or whatever someone yeah. should like wear that dress that was campy as hell there's what a lot do of good, I know? What do I there's know? a lot of good stuff up right now if you google like what is camp uh that's everyone is is writing like things pegged to what is camp because they know everyone's looking it up and no one can everyone is bad at explaining it did Every you read the thing in the new york times they brought all these With people the, together the they people were like in? yes you're yes. campy what is camp and they're all like i don't know what is it they all of them say and this is actually makes sense they were like camp was like drag queens but now drag queen culture is mainstream culture so like mm-hmm. like gay culture mainstream culture is like it's too much so now that's not even as much camp anymore as it is like mainstream culture mm-hmm. and it's like oh great so literally nothing is camp excess for the sake of excess like ugliness for the sake of ugliness like it's like intentional intentional over the topness i don't yes. know for the first time we're going to be joined at camp by a very special celebrity instructor i don't want to waste my summer at some camp i'm shane gray for crying out loud hey man we used to love this place three years ago we were campers 
Yeah, man, this is where Connect Three connected. Do you know what camp is, though? What camp what? is really? It's Barbara Cochran co- <laughs> jumping out of a <laughs> coffin on her 70th birthday. Is that not the campiest shit ever? That's camp. I'm sorry. On having her... a having your birthday party themed as a funeral is great. Ladies, are you dying to throw a birthday like this? I'm not coming. Me neither, right? I'm not coming. I'm not supporting you this. Do you do this, Jeannie? That's creepy to me. I think this is morbid. I'd be the it's only scary. person on this table that would do that. Is Jeannie? That's why I did this. I that's swear. camp. That's camp. The real estate mogul whose birthday was actually on March 10th, that's rude, kicked off her bash by literally popping out of a coffin. The event was decorated with a life-size cardboard cutout of herself, and Cochran treated her party attendants to a shark-inspired cake. Quote, I surprised my guests laid out in a coffin on Saturday after 90 friends and families paid their respects. They maybe thought she was, oops, I bet somebody thought she was dead. I popped out of the coffin in a red Carolina Herrera gown to the song, I'm alive, and danced the tango. <laughs> literally, that is camp cancel the met ball that is camp that is camp the only thing campier is if she had done her makeup to look like old and dead you know like overdone her makeup you know that somebody who was invited was confused and thought she was actually dead like out of all those people 90 friends five were like wait what (laughs) someone actually came in all black in mourning that's a that's a golden girls episode uh sophia goes to a funeral and is really sad and it's like i don't want to watch she was like it sucks to watch all of your friends like compliment your dead friends she's like i want to do that when i'm alive and so she has a fake funeral but then the invites the invites don't make it clear that it's fake so everyone shows up thinking that she's dead that's Um, a very good golden girls plot yeah and they all get they all get mad at her and they hey everyone (laughs) thanks for coming to my wake what do you think of the dress? Oh, no. <laughs> no, I mean, oh. she put on her Instagram. It's a great picture of Barbara coming out of the coffin. It's great. I'm She's alive. a good time. Yeah. When you look at me, I can touch the sky. I know that I'm alive. What next? Wait, there was a Starbucks in Game of Thrones last night? No, it wasn't a Starbucks. It was a... <laughs> TMZ was, sent an alert says Game of Thrones airs seen with Starbucks cup in plain sight. It wasn't a Starbucks cup. It's a. It's clearly a coffee cup. It's like mm. from craft services, but mm. it's the Starbucks logo is not on it. Wow, the Game of Thrones sounds great. They aired fucking Starbucks cup. Great. <laughs> Starbucks. Oh wait, maybe it is an actual Starbucks cup. <laughs> they aired it. <laughs> I didn't click on it, but they aired a Starbucks cup. It's like sitting in front of Emily, Amelia Clark, and they're all at a party celebrating, you know, they won the battle, and there's just a cup. <laughs> you oh, haven't seen the photo? No, because I don't fucking watch. Hold on. Wait, look at this. Oh, that's a Starbucks cup. God. I mean, I guess we should talk about the other breaking news before we move on to the rest of the stuff. Breaking news one, Starbucks, Starbucks cup. cup in Game of Thrones. The themiest thing on that show. I'm. That's so a crazy. Starbucks cup. That's a Starbucks cup. Nothing themier on Game of Thrones than a Starbucks cup. Everyone else in that show is a fucking who, especially Amelia Clark. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. Other other top story. The baby was born. What's the baby going to be named? I don't know. Um, it's a boy? Who cares? What would you Name like it to be, be named? What would you suggest? Uh, Something like American. I want him to be like, sound like American, even though... Like Jack. Or with John. something with a K. Like Kim, Courtney. Like go for Kardashians just to really fuck it up. Like what's disgusting American trash? That's a good troll. I hope Megan says we're going to let the baby name itself. We're not going to give it a name until it's old <laughs> enough to name itself. Queen Elizabeth releases a statement that's just. <laughs> <laughs> name it William. What a troll. Oh, my God. Name it William. Name it the same name as the other one. Yeah. Name it the same name. Great idea. William. No, George. George would be really funny. Name it George. Megan's like, I've always wanted a child named George. You can check my website, thetig.com. You can see that George. there's a precedent. I've always wanted a kid named George. I'm sorry. There can sorry, be two Georges. It's also George. It's George. The baby is seventh in line for the throne. You can just name it Seven. That's good. That's also Great. American. Yeah. That's seven. a Seinfeld reference. George really wants to name his kid Seven, and everyone makes fun of him. Oh. And then one of his friends ends up naming the baby Seven, and, he, and they're like, you know, we actually like the name. And he gets really mad. He was like, that's my name. I got a great name for our kids. A real original. You want to hear what it is? Hey, you ready? Yeah. What is that, sign language? Seven. Seven Costanza. You're serious? Yeah. It's a beautiful name for a boy or a girl. Especially a girl or a boy. I don't think so. Well, you don't like the name? It's not a name. It's a number. I know. It's Mickey Mantle's number. Seven. 
Yeah. It's like Mickey Mantle's number. It's some baseball reference. It's well, baseball Well, this reference. is because he's seventh in line for the throne. I don't want to know what this kid's name is. Well, you're going to have to find out. Do you think that this baby was just born or has been born for a while? I assume the baby had been born for a few weeks. Excuse me. The Duke of Sussex was interviewed outside a horse stable for some reason. Is that where did Meghan give birth in a manger? I'm not sure. I'm sorry. But he for was some reason, all they do is hang out outside horse stables. What are you <laughs> talking about? So they were hanging outside a horse stable because Meghan gave birth in a manger because everyone was like, no room at the no room at the hospital. Sorry, sorry, sweetie, no room at the hospital. <laughs> Kate um, Middleton was like, no room at the inn. <laughs> Kate Middleton was like, do not let Kate in there. Although they, Kate Middleton likes Megan. I know, but it's so much more fun if she didn't. I don't care if it's not true. I just want to believe that they hate each other. Let the me The baby live. boy was seven pounds, three ounces. Seven. Uh, he arrived at 6.26 a.m. Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a boy. Sure. It's funny that they have their Instagram aesthetic is so bad. It's so bad. Look at this. They just got started. They're new to Instagram. They're <laughs> really, new. Really, really bad. They're new. His name is going to be Seven. We'll call him Sev. Oh, Sev is a nice nickname. Sev. Baby Sev has been born just in time to see Eurovision 2019. Good for him. That's so nice. Moving on. Uh, what else? There's this dog drama that you dropped in here. Pete, Do- Pete Doherty, you know, somehow still around in our consciousness because his dogs were attacked by a hedgehog. Yeah. Well, this one is funny because I think the underlying joke is that like everyone's like Pete Doherty still alive. Not in a insensitive way, even though that does come off a little insensitive, but like. How is he still around? Like, how did he survive? How is he still making headlines? How, how did he, he still... survive? Yeah. Come on. Right? Be dorky. I think it's less about how is he still alive. Gen Xers know. Still... Real Gen still... Xers are like, yeah, no, I know. You know? Yeah, yeah. Which I am not one. So he has two dogs, Zeus and Narcos, and they were attacked by a hedgehog while he was walking them? What's great is that the information about this, he writes in pure English gibberish, and so it's really hard to decipher. <laughs> you kind of have to, like, look at the Daily Mail yeah, to read understand. Yeah, read the tweet. It's crazy. It, I feel like as I read it, I'm going to turn into, like, a soccer hooligan. Zeus and Narco <laughs> had the cute wee verminous schnuffle schnuffle pig of the hedge in their gobs, and I wrapped my hand in a t-shirt and freed the wee bugger and got a tiny cut. That was Wednesday night slash Thursday morning. Zeus, oh, wait. That, I repeated it it's twice. It's the same. It's the same tweet. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, didn't that make me sound like um like um what's his face? No, it made uh, you sound like McGregor? a lad. No, it made you McGregor. sound like a lad. It's like you're a lad out for a couple of points. A picture me in hospital bed with an infected hedgehog spike wound. Thank you for the wonderful men and women who work within the NHS. What absolute angels and a million times they deserve our respect and thanks. Oh. He got Gotta... Pete seems fine. You know, if drama with his dog getting attacked by a hedgehog is the worst of his problems, we're on a we're we're happy for Pete. I have we're a feeling it's Pete. not. I have a feeling it's not the worst of his problems. But if this is what we're hearing about as the worst of his problems, then that's great. What isn't great? I didn't. I had to tell you. I didn't read a thing about this Megan Barton Hansen thing because these people mean nothing to me. So why I do we care about? Would. I was. Why do we care about this Love Island would. thing? Can I just, let's just read. So remember we talked about this in the podcast when Megan Barton Hansen stole her ex-boyfriend, Charlie Brakes, hamster. Hamster. And then they, they were probably lying about it. But like, yeah, you she couldn't stole really a tell. hamster. Yeah. I guess she stole another hamster. <laughs> so she's a serial hamster. She's thief. a, re- so the Daily Mail calls her repeated pet kidnapper, Megan Barton Hansen steals and then loses Love Island co-star Charlie Brake's cousin's hamster in Drunk Row as she recruits her mom to try and find the run. And so she her, she stole another one and then she so lost So it's Charlie's it. cousin's hamster. Why do all of these people have hamsters? Is this a British thing? I, Are they like an easy pet? So Charlie had a hamster. Then Charlie's cousin had a hamster. Then she steals it because she needs hamsters. Like she ghost. has to have hamsters. But also like hamsters aren't expensive. Like get your own hamster. Yeah. So You're she also- stole this hamster. Its name is Khaleesi. Of course. Obviously. Oh, my God. The most basic bitch thing is to name something Khaleesi in, like, 2019 or 18 or 17. I mean, right? ever since 2011, it was it was Khaleesi. basic to name your Fucking hamster Khaleesi. Khaleesi. That's what they're going to name the royal baby Khaleesi. Sure. Or, like, Bran. Name the royal baby Bran. <laughs> the worst. Oh, my God. Name the, name the royal baby the Starbucks Cup in Episode 4 of Game of Thrones Season 8. Okay, so it says she voiced concerns for Khaleesi's welfare due to the fact that her cage was for a rat (laughs) rather than for a hamster. And she stormed out with the animal in a ball. (laughs) And then she lost it. (laughs) It's pretty good. This comes after Megan admitted she had kidnapped Jon Snow, the hamster she shares with her ex-boyfriend. Okay, so she... 
she stole her ex-boyfriend Wes Nelson's hamster, Jon Snow. Then okay. she stole another Love Island guy, Charlie Baker's cousin's hamster, Khaleesi. So she's just out here stealing everyone's hamsters. I hate this. It says, shock. Take, there are no photos of Khaleesi in the story. There, it's, it's just photos of Jon Snow, the other one. So it says, there's a photo of a hamster in a cage. And it says, shock. Taking to Instagram stories Wednesday, the 24-year-old reality beauty confessed she had stolen the hamster named after the Game of Thrones character Khaleesi after taking issue with the animal's welfare in her small cage. And then parentheses, Jon Snow pictured. Because <laughs> there are no photos of Khaleesi. go to people's houses and like liberate their rodents? Is that like what this is? I this is, think... This is insane. I think so. The commenters hate this. The commenters hate hate it we went back to his cousins and his cousins had a hamster and funnily enough she called was called khaleesi i didn't like its cage it was a little small for my liking when i was drunk so i thought i'd take it what did i say mom her mom then interjected you said it was in a rat cage and you didn't like that he didn't have a ramp before megan continued i didn't like the cage wasn't big enough so i stole her ball now charlie's screwing she's gone sorry charlie and charlie's cousin it wasn't my place to take her i'm such an idiot I hate this. Megan, you sentenced Khaleesi to death by losing her in the cabinets. Honestly, don't steal hamsters. Just buy a hamster if you want a hamster. Also, no offense. Hamsters are meant to go missing. Someone just commented, what did I read? I'm so ashamed, lol. <laughs> like, a pet hamster doesn't die of natural causes. A pet hamster goes missing or gets, like, eaten by your cat. You know? Like, yeah, yeah. they don't just live yeah. happy perfect lives yeah, hamster lives are filled with trauma if you make them pets filled with trauma filled with trauma from, filled with trauma from birth i don't i'm not death. saying that's a good thing i'm saying that sucks and that's also why you shouldn't have a hamster as a pet number one because they keep you up at night did they're nocturnal did megan barton hansen attend mark Wahlberg's burger launch in london before or after she lost the hamster that's yeah. what i was gonna ask you um i think it was probably after Oh, I, I don't know. We have, let's Because she I mean, went there. She probably went there to get her mind off the hamster and was like, you know what? I can't think about this hamster anymore. I got to go to the, the opening of the new Wahlburgers at Covent Garden on Saturday. Oh, it so. was after. On May 1st, mm, she lost the sense. hamster. On May 5th, she attended, she slipped her hourglass figure into a pink jumpsuit as she attended Mark Wahlberg's burger lounge in London. Why are all of the stars at Mark Wahlberg's opening of Wahlburgers? She was there. Liam Payne was there. Octavia. Octavia Spencer was there. I don't know why. How did they all get here? Mark Wahlberg looked terrible also. (laughs) Terrible. And this this is not like a physical appearance comment. This is like, why was he dressed like a complete schlub? He's unshaven. He's wearing a trucker hat. He's in a t-shirt. I didn't even know that he You're opening up a restaurant. Have a little respect. Like, I honestly don't even know he did things involving this restaurant anymore. I thought it was just the other Wahlbergs. I thought that was his like gift to the other Wahlbergs where he's like, look, I'm busy. Use our name and I'll go to like one event. I'll go to the intro event. Just do this. Why is he the only one there? There is truly nothing weirder than this photo of Mark Wahlberg at a table with Octavia Spencer and a burger, a burger with a bite out of it. It's just sitting on the table between them. And there's a glass of wine that he's carry. He carries around the entire time. It's well, like, I don't think he's drinking out of it. You'd have to be fucked up, too. I mean, the other people at this party were fitness guru Joe Wicks and uh, Who Dares Wins Aunt Middleton. I mean, it's truly like the who's who of the British and Octavia Spencer. Oh, they were in Instant Family together? Remember okay, I guess. <laughs> oh, yes. The Instant Family connection. Cool. Liberty X singer Michelle Heaton. Like, this is truly <laughs> the who. Like, this is insane. The in-betweeners actor, 33. It just keeps going. Actor Jack Avoy, 23, of Vikings fame. It just keeps getting worse. Allison Hammond, though, is someone we've talked about on the show. She's iconic. She's like a TV host. Um, She was there. Okay, she was there. Megan Michelle Heaton, I you mentioned her. I don't really know much about her. She was there. This photo. Jack of her with McAvoy. Mark is... We've talked about we've talked right. about Jack McAvoy because he's on Vikings. He's there. He was there. Why are all of these people at this event? I don't know. Do you think that there's not a lot to do in London? So that it was just like this was what there was to do that. They're night? just taking their minds off Brexit. Do you think Octavia was there like promoting Ma or something? Are we gonna see Ma, by the way? I gotta see Ma. It kinda looks good, I am not gonna lie. But it's definitely one of those like low budget um 
a Blumhouse. A low, a low budget horror. It looks good. It looks good. It looks wild. It looks good. Well, Juliette Lewis, the mom. I'm bummed because we missed the horror movie that was likely John Gosselin's set at Chili's on Cinco de Mayo. You're calling that a horror movie? I'm just saying we. I'm sad we it missed looks it. Like it a went poster. from it went from 5 p.m. till 9 p.m. on Sunday, May 5th, with drink specials. Um, I didn't know that John Gosselin was a DJ, but this flyer claims that he is so. Also, why is there a town that looks like someone fucked up a name and like combined a lot of things? Wyoming, Pennsylvania. This is also the worst Photoshop I've ever seen because it's John at a DJ table. They put a sombrero on the MacBook, which yeah, would mean the you MacBook can't is see we- the MacBook. <laughs> the MacBook is wearing a hat. Is the funniest thing. About and this that picture. MacBook, that sombrero saying that MacBook. Yeah, and that MacBook. I cannot believe that MacBook is wearing a, a hat. Cinco de Mayo with John Gosselin. Yeah. Drink specials. It doesn't say what the specials are. Yeah. And also, one thing that I don't think I've mentioned on the podcast, but I've said it in person maybe to you. The new Chili's logo is deranged because it has two of them on there. The two new what? Chili's logo, if you look at a Chili's, like an actual brick and mortar Chili's, you will see this as well. This is not just on this advertisement for John Gosselin's Cinco de Mayo DJ party. Uh-huh. Cinco de Mayo DJ party. Uh-huh. It says Chili's and then there's an like letters, C-H-I-L-I apostrophe S. Then underneath that, there is a chili in which the pepper and the stem are a chili and an apostrophe S. So the logo for chilies is now Chili's Chilies, and I don't understand why that is the case. So we like we passed an actual Chili's like in New Jersey whenever we were out of town a couple weeks ago, and I was like, wait, what? And the Chili's on the thing says Chili's Chili's. Why is that? Why do they have it twice? Pick one. Chili's. Chili's chilies. No, look at it. It says Chili's chilies. Right. Pick one. Right. It's cute that you can just have the chili. I like that the the pepper and the stem look like an apostrophe on like a chili. You know? I like right. that. Chili's chilies. We Pick just one need the, the chilies and then the chili itself. With chilies. I haven't had a chilies in a long time. I like chilies. I see not watching because we don't have cable. You don't have cable. Yeah. Can't afford it. No. Got too many kids. No, we just moved. You and just that would moved. be a distraction. Yeah. Oh, a distraction. Yeah, and you want to just put everything in its place before you turn the TV on. Yeah, gotcha. The American version of a Wahlburgers opening is the Kentucky Derby because everyone who's no one was there, including <laughs> Joey Fatone, um, Rachel Lindsay, Michelle Williams, the singer, Wilmer Valderrama, Jennifer Nettles. I'm sorry, you know when, like, Joey Fatone, Michelle Williams, and more stars were in the URL. There wasn't much going on when you clicked, you know? Yeah, there's really not a lot going on at all. And you know that URL wants you to think that Michelle Williams is the other Michelle Williams. Did you see Dana Lynn and Larry? Well, every year, that's how you see that she gets older as they go to the Kentucky Derby. It's so fucked up. Every year they say, every year they're like, wow, um, Anna Nicole Smith's daughter is getting so big because literally they go to the Kentucky Derby and they take a photo. And that's what the response is. That's good. I don't really want to talk about people who are at the Kentucky Derby. I want to talk about people who are in Lily Collins' house whenever she's going to sleep. And those people are the ghosts of Ted Bundy's victims. This I don't like, gotta say. I don't like it. I really hate this. I don't like it. So Lily Collins is playing Ted Bundy's girlfriend in the new Ted Bundy movie, Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil and Vile, which is on Netflix now. I still haven't watched it. Um, But Zac Efron's Ted Bundy and everyone's like, yes, he's so sexy and like scary. I'm gonna watch it. I will watch it too. I haven't missed a Zac Efron but joint since ever. Never. I've Lily, never missed one. Lily Collins, who is, never forget, Phil Collins' daughter, says that while she'll she was never, filming. She'll never forget. While she was filming this movie, she was visited by the ghosts of Ted Bundy's victims. And here's her quote. I'm not taking that out of context. 3 a.m. is the time when the veil between the realms is the thinnest one and can be visited. I would go downstairs and have a cup of tea, trying to figure out why I'd woken up again. I started being woken up by flashes of images, like the aftermath of a struggle. What? And then she says, I didn't feel scared. I felt supported. I felt like people were saying, we're here listening. We're here to support. Thank you for telling the story. Imagine ghosts being like, thank you for making a movie about my death. Can I say what I think this is, what's happening here? Promo? What? I think they were like, her PR or whatever, her media training, they were like, Lily... Here's the thing. You got to get a personality. <laughs> Please work on one. Tell a story. Tell a crazy story. Something about the movie. Make it personal. I don't know. And then she was like, I got it. 
I'm, and, I'm, and she ghosts. went off the rails. They didn't know that she believed in ghosts. Yeah. And they were she like, went off oh, the rails. Lily, that's not what we meant. Right. And her PR people were in the corner be like, no, <laughs> don't, no, Lily, not the ghosts, not the murdered victims. That's too much. No, 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 Lily, no. <laughs> this is like an episode of um, Serial Season 1 where things just get taken too far and then you feel bad about it. And imagine the ghosts, it. the ghosts going back to all of their ghost friends, like all the other victims and being like, oh my God, like our movie's going to be on Netflix. Like, this is so great. Like everyone's going to see it. We have to go tell Lily. We like, we, we have to go tell Lily. Thank you. Like want to go to her house. She's having tea now. <laughs> and then they just show up. <laughs> Lily. Lily, you're doing a oh my great God. job, Lily. Lily. Guess who's playing his girlfriend? Phil Collins's daughter. It's so cute. <laughs> if you're going to visit anyone involved in this film, wouldn't you visit Zac Efron? Why would you visit <laughs> Lily Collins? I'm sorry. I just, I don't, I don't make the rules. I'm just saying. So if you died tragically and you were a ghost. Yeah. Who the would first I person visit? You, tra- you would try to see Zac Efron? Or who would you visit generally? Who would I visit? The like, moment you're dead. The moment I you're dead and you're a ghost and you... The moment you're dead and you have your pick of the litter, you can go to any celebrity's house while they are having tea in the middle of the night. Who do you wake up? Actually, no. Yeah. Who do you wake up? Can I communicate with them? In just flashes of images. Like, you can't have, like, a two-way conversation. You can, but like, I can send them messages you can and affect send, their lives. You can send them messages. I can send them Who on a better path. Who do you send messages? Who do you send um, messages? Zach Efron actually is a good one because I have a lot of thoughts about what he should do with his career. So if I could figure out a way to communicate that to him in my flashing messages, um, I could I could help. I could think I could help him. You know, how would you send the message of like, well, you need career rehab? He, <laughs> he's so good at comedies and he doesn't do enough of them right now. He's not doing so. I would be like trying to figure out a way to tell him to do more comp. This is so not you what like, I'm, can so you, you imagine through- this is what I did with my ghost? I'm like, I die and I'm like, well, I got to help figure out Zac Efron's career. Like, you why go would through, I do that? You go through his Blu-ray collection and you just pull out all the comedies and you lie them on the floor and you I'm hope like, that works. Neighbors 2 was so good, Zac. I can't speak. I'm a ghost. I only can speak in flashing you just, images. Flashing images of like good neighbors to what, reviews. Can I, can I drip some blood on a mirror or something that says like, <laughs> Go back to comedy or something. Do more comedies. Abandon <laughs> drama. But he doesn't. He thinks that that means like in his personal life. And you're like, no, I meant the genre. <laughs> I got this. I got this note in blood on my oh thing. My it said abandon drama. My unfinished business as a ghost is like telling celebrities, <laughs> like giving celebrities advice about yeah. their career. I would definitely. If I did that, if I were going to a celebrity and telling them to abandon drama, I would go to Sally Field's house. I'd be like, stop doing this. Just make comedies, Sally Field. You're You'd funny. You'd say abandon. You, you would drip abandoned drama on her medicine <laughs> drip cabinet. Drip abandoned drama. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sally Field would roll her eyes and be like, ugh. I, don't I care. do love that if I, it, in this scenario as ghosts our unfinished business is like the least important it's like not our business and it's like the least important unfinished business known yeah. to man. We are ghosts. We have the we have the power to change like make actual change in the real world and we decide that we have to work on celebrity <laughs> career decisions. Uh, yeah, completely no. abandoning like any sort of like political urgency and being like, oh my god, I'm dead. I'm going to Zac Efron's house. <laughs> like, I mean, I just I'm feel... dead. I'm going to Patricia Clarkson's house. I love this movie because I'm not. I'm gonna watch it for sure. It's definitely on my list. Uh, I just love that the main problem with it is that Zac Efron's too hot. Mm-hmm. He's too hot. Delicit is so rude. That's when she discovered that 3 a.m. was the time for ghosties and realized Ted Bundy's victims were reaching out to her to tell her that they were thankful she was doing the movie and to be sure to tell her dad that he hasn't had a good song since In the Air Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, in prep for this, uh, for about a month straight, the same time every night, I was woken up with these like weird images of kind of scenes, like as if something bad had just happened, broken glass and logs. I just felt very visited and I never felt really scared. I just felt uncomfortable. I don't know. I guess I knew I was in my house and I was okay, but it just was very. Looking for an apartment sucks wherever you live. People in New York will say, oh, it's so hard to find an apartment here. It's hard to find an apartment anywhere. It stinks. You have your mandatories. You have the things that you won't compromise on. You have the things that you don't care about. Like, let's say, oh, I need a dishwasher. I need a dishwasher. I can't live without a dishwasher. I don't care if I don't have a washer and dryer. Some people feel the exact opposite. Some people don't need any amenities. Some people need an elevator. Some people don't. That's so beautiful. We all need different things. And that's why apartments.com has an app where you can literally use it to tell it what you need and what you don't need. And it tells you, oh, apartments. 
Here's some. So instead of looking through every single rental listing you possibly can in the neighborhoods you want, you set and forget, like in that old rotisserie grill ad, you set and forget what you want, and Apartments.com will let you know when an apartment that matches what you want appears on the market. From pet-friendly apartments to balconies to in-unit ACs, Apartments.com's powerful search tools let you know when the perfect combination of features you're seeking are listed. So you don't have to power through rental descriptions one by one. With more rental listings than anywhere else, Apartments.com's instant alerts mean you can spend less time online looking for the perfect place and more time doing you. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Very disturbing. This is really great. So Angelica Houston did an interview, a very, very long interview with New York Magazine. And there was a lot of good stuff in it. Uh, Some not so great stuff, but mostly really, really fun. Like I've been in Hollywood forever and really have no filter and can talk candidly about stuff that like people fantasize about just like like, nothing to lose conversation here and also like how could you kind of clap back at angelica houston but you could if you're jackie weaver so in the in the in the interview they talk about like her career trajectory and that like okay you're in john wick chapter three that's sort of a weird move like you're doing action movies now like um they basically reference Palms because it's like, this is what a lot of older women are doing, like movies like this. And this but is what she what says. But what is, you have to tell what Palms is. Oh, Palms is the new movie with um, Diane Keaton and Pam Greer and Jackie Weaver and Rhea Perlman. And it's like women who live in an assisted living community and they decide to start a cheerleading group. Um, yes. And that's From the all producers of, of Book, Book Club, Club, which is all you need to know about it, which means it's going to be good because it's so about, you know, breaking stereotypes about old people we want to start a cheerleading club who will you be cheering for ourselves show us what you've got i always did want to be a cheerleader i asked my husband what'd you say over my dead body that was fast a little too fast if you ask me see a practice vulture let's talk about john wick chapter three how is a director how does a director lure an actor of your stature to movies these days Angelica. Oh God, it's so easy. Quite honestly, I'm looking for movies that impress me in some way that aren't apologetically humble or humiliating like band of cheerleaders gets back together for one last hurrah. You know, an old lady cheerleader movie. I don't like that kind of thing. If I'm going to be an old lady, and I'm sort of touching old lady these days, at least I want to be a special old lady. I don't want to be relegated to some has-been making a comeback. I hate comebacks. So someone brought this up to Jackie Weaver, who was in the movie (laughs) Palms, and they were like, Jackie, did you hear Angelica took a dump on your movie in an interview with Vulture and she said let me get this quote exactly right she said um the very next day Jackie responded to the apparent swipe in an interview with Vanity Fair as she said I just laughed and then I said well she can go fuck herself I think I mean I was kind of disappointed I had always been an admirer of Angelica and I thought that's a bit mean and petty so I really like this feud Jackie Weaver versus Angelica Houston is both a lot of fun can I make a guess as to what I think maybe happened here or like a little bit I think maybe Angelica was, she was approached for that movie. So she's referencing like a project that somebody came to her that she doesn't even know is getting made. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I can see that. Like, I don't think that Angelica Houston, maybe she does, is caught up in like saw the trailer, but I kind of don't think that she saw the trailer. The only... Like most people don't know Palms exists, let alone Angelica Houston. The only way that Angelica Houston maybe saw the trailer is if she was going to see Jack Wick because she's like in Jack Wick, John John Wick. Wick. (laughs) Sorry. She wouldn't have seen that trailer at a, a screening of John no, Wick. No, right. Okay, so let's be real. Angelica Houston is like referencing the types of movies that she gets approached for these days, which maybe probably was Palms. She didn't know that it had, it had been made and was coming out like around the same time as her movie. Imagine, maybe? imagine Angelica Houston in Palms. <laughs> I can't. I don't. Re- I, I really don't think I can. But that's the thing. It's like she's insulting Palms, but like she could. Ne- like she's not good enough for Palms. Sorry, like that's not the right role for her. The right role for her is the is the Russian mysterious Russian villain in John Wick or whatever. Is that what she's playing? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. She's in John Wick. I don't know what she's doing. I saw um, the trailer. She's in J- it. It's fine. Jackie Weaver went further and she said, oh. "I would I would say she must be going through menopause, but she must have had that ages ago." And uh-uh. then she, and then she said because her Angelica Houston's dad was that really famous director John Houston. And she goes, "Didn't she grow up in a castle in Ireland?" So they once they turned on Jackie Weaver, they couldn't turn her off. And then she said, <laughs> I can't see her cheerleading, but then I grew up in Australia where there is just no cheerleading culture. I think the most interesting acting happens outside your comfort zone. So Jackie Weaver is like doing everything right here. But to be fair, Wait, so is Angelica wild. Houston. 
saying like, oh, she went through menopause like 100 years ago. Yeah, Jackie Weaver is like not holding anything back. It's true. I mean, Angelica went off too. Jackie Weaver is just like, don't get me started. What is, is Jackie Weaver? I don't even know what Jackie Weaver is a thing for. Jackie Weaver is a thing because she was in that, um, well, Jackie Weaver was an Aust- more of an Australian person, but then she was in that Australian yeah, yeah. crime movie and she got nominated for an Oscar for it. I want this part to be clear. This is not about you doing me a favor or me blackmailing you, anything like that. It's just a bad situation for everyone. Um, and so she gets nominated for an Oscar for this movie. Then she gets, she starts getting a lot of work in the United States. And unfortunately, a lot of the work in the United States, she's doing an American accent and she sounds crazy. Have you seen, I mean, she's in Widows. She's Elizabeth Debicki's mom in Widows. And she's like a nightmare in that uh... movie. I find her, I find her very, very, very hit or miss. But I understand, I mean, I understand why they like, I understand why they, they cast her in things. Like there aren't many actresses of that age who sort of have that acclaim behind them. Mm-hmm. And that yeah, I mean, sort she's of been sucks. in a million things. But now, because she's this older woman who got an Oscar nomination recently, she's at the top of everyone's list when it's like, we need an older woman actress. Let's get Jackie Was, Weaver. Um, right now, I just want yeah. I want Ryan Murphy's feud, Angelica Houston versus Jackie Jack Weaver. Weaver. And I don't even care if this feud is over. I just want a minute-by-minute retelling of this feud told over 10 episodes, you know? Yeah, like, no, I think that's 600 great. minutes. Angelica, you were in fucking, number one, you were in Smash. <laughs> to be fair, she does, she she has not been in a club era. I mean, what Diane Keaton is doing. She, she never, and she also never did yeah. a Nancy Myers thing. She never did like a older lady finds her, gets her groove back, right? Yeah. Not really. At least not that sure, I can Sure, sure, sure. But she was in Tinkerbell and the Legend of the Never Beast. So... <laughs> You know what, Angelica, you take a check where you can get a check, especially if you are an older woman where roles are few and far between because Hollywood hates women. Also, I follow um, Diane Keaton on Instagram, and I think Palms was like one of the most delightful things she's ever done in her life from what she's she's expressed. Having not seen Palms, it's my favorite movie of the year. (laughs) Me? No, I'm fine. I'm fit as a fiddle. What didn't you tell me? I'm dying. You were dying yesterday, and you're going to be dying next week. In the meantime, you should be dancing your ass off. You are going to And I can't say if this would be a good Mother's Day gift or not, but maybe it would. What about Scentbird? Oh, yeah. Get your mom some Scentbird. Great transition into an ad right here. Get your mom some smells that she likes. Does your mom like smells? Maybe she doesn't. But if she does, get her this. If you like smells, get some Scentbird. Because if you've had someone come up to you and say, you smell amazing, what are you wearing? That's a lot of fun. That's a yeah. big compliment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the good thing about Scentbird is that you don't even have to shower. You can just spray yourself with all these different scents. And someone's like, this is really awesome. I know. Scentbird is a luxury fragrance subscription service. So it helps you mix up your cologne or perfume routine. It helps you discover new colognes or perfumes without having to buy an entire bottle, which is honestly the best thing about Scentbird. Because you can just get like a lot of little things instead of having to commit to one enormous bottle that you might not even like much. So you choose the cologne you want to try, and they'll send you a 30-day supply that is 120 sprays, enough to apply more than four times a month. And they've got big brands like Gucci, Tom Ford, Kenneth Cole, Burberry, Prada, and more. They have over 450 of them. And if you're not sure what type of scent you're looking for, you can sort colognes and perfumes by brand, occasion, season, style, and more. You can read a lot of user reviews, which is the most helpful part of any website like this. You got to read the reviews. And... With an exclusive offer just for our listeners, you hooligans, you can get 50% off your first month today. That's $7.50 for your first fragrance. Go to scentbird.com slash who and use our code who, W-H-O, for 50% off your first month. That is S-C-E-N-T, bird.com slash who, for you to try your first cologne or perfume for just $7.50. Hey, when's the last time you thought about Sam Worthington? Oh my god, like... Avatar, literally, since Avatar. Remember, people thought he was going to be a big star. Yeah, we talk, we've we actually talked about Sam Worthington in the yes. very recent history. And we were like, remember when we thought he was going to be a thing and then he wasn't? He did like the ledge. He was on the ledge. He was man on the ledge. No one saw that. I'm just obsessed with his, like, the the, the hype around him. Everyone How was like, How much money do you think he made? He's going to be in the other ones, too. A so ton. But a are the other check. ones ever going to happen? Yeah, they're all in the books. Haven't you seen on the books. I mean, I saw when we were looking at Sigourney Weaver's IMDb, but I don't believe that they're. I mean, come on. Avatar James two, Cameron Avatar three, Avatar four. Barely do anything. It's been a well, hundred years. He did Alita Battle Angel. 
which was big. Even though I hooted, it was big. Um, Avatar 2, 2020. Avatar 3, 2021. I'll Avatar believe 4, it when I see it. I'll believe Avatar it when 5, I see it. Avatar 5, 2025. Get out of here. God, they're not going to be done until 2025. Six years ago feels impossible. I mean, six years away feels impossible. Okay, how many years ago did the first Avatar come out, though? Ten. If it takes ten years between each Avatar... <laughs> Well, it's they're filming them at the same time, so it's going to be twenty twenty is the is two. Oh, they are. Is three, and then they're going to film the other two together, and then it's going to be twenty 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 four is four, twenty twenty five is, is five. To to take ten years after your very successful first Avatar to make a second Avatar is deranged. Like, how did he get away with this, James Cameron? I have no Meanwhile, idea. Sam Worthington's like, I gotta make another Avatar because what else am I fucking doing? The Hemsworths are taking my shine. You know? That's true. Because... I mean, like, he can't compare it with the Hemsworths. He can't. No there offense. are literally three. I know that only two are hunky, but there are three Hemsworths that are stealing his shine. I say that they're stealing his shine because they're Australian and he's Australian and all Australians are, you know, they compete. Yeah, they compete. They all know each other. They're all friends. We can only have a limited amount of Australian hunks that we care about in our orbit. So so we got to talk about his wife, who is this model named Laura Bingle, um, <laughs> who, God. what it. was she even, what was she even promoting her, her brand she of organic linen? She was promoting Sheridan's new range of organic linen, linen which <laughs> God knows I love to promote organic linen and, and linen of any sort. But I'm We're obsessed. not even doing a linen ad today, but like no. we may as well be. We love linen so much. Laura Bingle was, um, she was promoting linen. Lin- she was promoting linen. Organic linen, don't forget. Linen. A better tomorrow starts with the decisions that you make tonight. Organic linen. <laughs> Sorry. So the ad for the linen, it ends with her in bed. And it says Laura Worthington. So she's not Bingle. In this ad, she's Worthington. It says model, entrepreneur, social activist. That is Laura Bingle. Oh, okay. Do you know why Laura Bingle got famous? No. Laura Bingle was the star of a um, Australia tourism campaign in 2007. Stop it. And so it would be like showing all these things like I'm getting beer at this pub. Like I'm learning about like, like old like... Australian culture, like I'm doing all this, and then it would end with Laura Bingle in a bikini doing this. We bought you a beer. And we've had the camel shampooed. We've saved you a spot on the beat. And we've been rehearsing for over 40,000 years. So where the bloody hell are you? So where the bloody hell are you? So where that was the bloody their, hell are you? <laughs> that was their that was their tourism campaign for a while. That's how she got famous. Wait, so wow. she would say, "So where the bloody hell are you?" Okay, and then so she was a famous she, model. She, she had also, a reality show for one single called "Being Laura Bingle." Let me tell you something. There's no way being Laura Bingle is at all interesting, which is why it only lasted one single. She was on a celebrity season. ice dancing show called Torval and Dean's Dancing on Ice. She signed a deal with Vodafone and Speedo. And she was an, she's an ambassador for Bowel Cancer Australia. Yeah, her dad died of cancer, so she's very like she's a cancer advocate. Wait, Not she's an advocate Bingle for cancer. Oh she's God. a cancer activist. Laura, this is May. What's this big deal? You posing nude on the front of your apartment there? What in the hell are you thinking of? Don't you think you've had enough trouble in your life? Being Lara Bingle premieres eight o'clock Tuesday on ten. She also has a new tanning range called The Base. Wow, she is doing the everything. The point is, Laura Bingle was asked about her relationship with Sam Worthington on live television. It was like, uh, uh, because they were talking about linen sheets and they were talking, and then the hosts, who are notorious trolls, whatever their names are, I always forget their names. What are their names? Kyle, oh, Kyle uh, Gillies, Kyle Gillies. I don't remember. And um, They are trolls. Kylie Gillies and Larry Ed Emder. We talk about them all the time. They asked about the sheets. Laura was like, I don't want to answer this. And then Larry said, Laura, I apologize for Kylie's question. The interview was going so well right up until that point. Oh, poor thing. <laughs> Wait, so I'm dying to watch an episode of Being Laura Bengal. Like, I'm have, dying. I tried to find some, and it's hard to find. And There's also, it's promos, like, but it's not. like, um, it's uh, IP restricted. So, like, if we lived in Australia, it would be easier. Gotta get a VPN. 
Oh, gotta get a VPN. Gotta get a VPN. Being Laura Bengal. Okay, so she was on this show with these trolls and she was promoting linen. Sam gets uh, home from a busy day of being an action hero. Um, does he get to enjoy the linen as well? <laughs> Kylie, that's what? a bit personal. <laughs> asking <laughs> um i mean he i just i don't know i don't think he knows if he's on linen or cotton or you know he just he just don't <laughs> if it's made it's good for him i think if the bed's made every day it's good if the bed's made every day it's good so basically she then she backtracks so far that she insults the product <laughs> when she could have just said like oh he loves the linen you know like we love the linen Ask me about linen on a, on a morning show. I will talk about it for 30 minutes. Are you kidding? And you would love a sexual innuendo. You'd be like, oh, yeah, like linen. Like, yeah. Like, you would know how to, you know how to respond would to that. Would I? <laughs> would you say, uh, I mean, he just, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, 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 uh. Who, weekly, who Weekly host makes ass of himself on Australian morning show while, whilst ta talking about linen? What's also weird is that she's coming in live from Los Angeles. She's not even in Australia. Oh yeah, they live in they live in Los Angeles, and she's promoting linen mm -hmm. in Australia, I think, mm -hmm. or maybe mm -hmm. in America. I haven't seen the ad, but what I gotta say is, I'm not buying linen from this woman. No, I'm buying linen. From, I'm buying linen from Snow. Let's do Rita. What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to know all about the number one Who. Lindsay Bobby, tell us now. What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? I mean, the most important thing that Rita Ora is doing is she is currently in New York and she's hanging out because she's about to go to the Met Gala tonight. So I she's wish preparing that for the Met Gala. knew what Rita was wearing tonight. We'll know when tomorrow. Starting? We'll talk about it on Friday or next week or whatever. I apologize. I feel like this is bad timing for the Met Ball. I feel like why is the Met Ball on Mondays? Why is anything on Monday? What it's a really stupid. Stupid time to have an event. Anyways. She got a new tattoo, which you also saw, which is great. She, she got already a has knife a lot of tattoos. And a heart. It's, it's a knife that's going through a heart, which I think me it's like uh isn't it religious or something? Or is it it's a symbol. What is a knife going through a heart? I don't know, mean? but Rita loves a hand tattoo. I looked Anyways. up. So it's it's the classic heart dagger tattoo. When I read what it means on tattoodoo.com. Tattoo do? Yeah. What does it yeah. mean? It can be traced back to more than a century ago. At first glance, it can seem pretty self-explanatory. The heart suggesting emotions, the dagger through it demonstrating hurt or pain. Um, a common theme with the heart dagger tattoo is betrayal. Uh -oh. Betrayal. Uh-oh. So maybe Rita feels betrayed, or maybe she just thought it was cool. Maybe she saw it on the sign and was like, this is the one I want. Rita was also in the New York Times Sunday Crossword. Thank you for everybody for sending that to us. Um, singer Aura with three solo number hits and number one hits in, in Britain. If Aura didn't give it away, honestly, three solo number one hits might have confused you. <laughs> you know what I mean? You might have been like, that couldn't be Rita. That's a lot of hits. But believe it or not, she's got them. Well, also, she has a great name for crosswords. We've talked about oh, this. Oh, a perfect name. She's Aura? like the Brian Eno of pop stars. <laughs> yes. Brian Eno. I'm like, Brian fucking Eno is more famous now for crosswords than he is for music. For music, absolutely. You know? Rita Ora being in Detective Pokemon is camp. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I think you're, if you're not right, you're close. Like this, okay, you know what's camp? This caption. Career. What? Colon. Rita has recently added to her movie credits by ba by bagging a part in the new live action Pokemon Detective Pikachu. That caption, career, colon, that's camp. Okay. Don't you I'm think? not sure that it's camp, but it's close. It's camp. No, that's camp. This camp. If I was a ghost, I'd go to Susan Sontag's house and be like, is this camp? And I'd read her like 45 Rita Ora <laughs> headlines. Susan Sontag is going to be like, I honestly don't know. I have no idea. She's like, She's like I wrote that 50 years ago. Do you know when I wrote that? Girl, get out of here. I don't remember. Stop. Girl, get out of here. I'm like, I died for this. No. Oh, she's dead too. So I actually wouldn't be haunting her. I'd just be like hanging out with her. <laughs> She'd be like, stop. I'm Maybe trying to enjoy the afterlife. Me. And everyone's asking me about camp. Ugh, what is camp? Who knows? You know what's camp? What? I'm texting you something that is camp. What is camp? Oh, that's high camp. Catherine McPhee celebrating her bachelorette party by sucking a drink out of a red solo cup and a dick straw. That's camp. Oh, That's could high be like a forest camp. green. She I had is... I had I had those dick straws at my 
bachelor party you at sure my bachelor party because I found like four in my suitcase when I got I was home. like I was like these are cancer I drank like one drink out of them and was like I don't want to use this only you would be worried about the plastic as if the dick <laughs> part is not the problem it's the plastic <laughs> I thought they were funny honestly like <laughs> What what we had what like it was barely it was Bobby's like it was I not- thought we canceled plastic straws and throws <laughs> them all. <laughs> no part of my bachelor party like resembled a bachelor party like just the dick straws that was it. I like the idea of dick straws, but the dick straws are not actually fun to drink out of. Yeah, and I'm sure you like the idea of a male stripper, but if one showed up, you would fucking lose your mind. Well, we looked for male strip. We went to we looked for a male strip club, and there are none in Savannah. <laughs> We should have gone to Savannah if we were looking for male strippers. There were no male strippers. <laughs> anyway, Whatever. congratulations to Meghan Markle on her new child that we've named. I already forgot. What's its name that we could Brand. Seven. Seven. As in seventh to do the throne. Do they have last names? They don't even have last names, do they? Seven Markle. Oh, they don't get last names. You lose your right to a last name, I think. Sir, Sir Prince Seven Markle. Prince Seven. Look at this. Sorry, this episode is so stupid and long, but like, yeah, what's Prince George's name? What stupid. is Prince George's name? George, George Alexander Lewis. He doesn't have a last name. He doesn't have a last name. So seven. He's Prince George of Cambridge. Of so Cambridge. It's, so it's That's Prince it. Seven of um, Toronto. I don't know. I don't know the baby's <laughs> fucking name. What if the, what if she names the baby Suits? Suits. What if she names the baby Suits? That's fun. Seven Suits. Markle. Prince of suits Toronto. Of, Prince Suits of Sussex. That's fun. <laughs> suits of Sussex. What will we call him though? Suits. Like, Suity? You need a little nickname. No, his one of his names will be Suits. His name is Prince, Seven. Prince, Prince Seven Suits, suits of Markle of Sussex. Okay, we're done. Um, <laughs> thank you for listening to Who Weekly this week. What a bat shit up the like was this episode even good i don't even know it probably was bad anyway i'm thrilled that you got this far follow us on instagram twitter <laughs> facebook support us on patreon.com slash who weekly um come to our shows uh in nashville boston and dc oh i met someone who's coming to the boston show last night she was Incredible. like hi big fan come to the boston show i'm so excited and uh come see us in nashville PodX conference will be there all weekend and we have a show on june 1st it's gonna be incredible call 619 who them if you want to have question comments or complaints about this episode and if you give other suggestions for megan markle's baby name we want also some good what is camp what, what is, is camp tell us um also call in with your favorite met gala looks obviously you're gonna do that without us telling you to do it we will see you on friday have a great week bye bye you will say that Say hello.